Welcome to episode three of Happy and Single. My name's Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. Today is episode three of Happy and Single. And where this ep- episode generates from, I was I was thinking about a friend that you know got got divorced a little while ago and was did all the things right. Like, you know, did did everything right, was a great guy, did the best that he could. And at the end of the day, is now divorced. Well, he he's he's actually also he's now married again too. But I don't think that was his plan. I I don't I don't think that that was his plan to you know get get divorced and have to remarry again and you know and his and his ex-wife is you know now taking a lot of different turns in her life. Like that wasn't part, that wasn't on the plan for him. You know, it's, and some people must say, like, that's just not fair. Like, it's it's not fair that life doesn't work out the way we expected. I, I don't know your situation. All I can share with you from that you can kind of extrapolate from is my situation and friends of and situations that I know. What if I also told you it didn't matter? And when I say it didn't matter, that our expectations of what our life was supposed to become didn't matter. <laughs> you might be sitting there thinking, what are you talking about? Well, if I had my way... I would have been married by the time I was like 21 or 22. That was my plan. My my plan was pretty much the second I got home from, you know, my my church mission, that I would be married. I mean, I kind of even make the joke even before the plane touched down. Or the second the plane touched down. That was my expectation. And because of that expectation, I actually got engaged <clears throat> super young. Super, super young. <clears throat> I was like 23 years old when I got engaged. And it was not the right fit. But I had no idea. I had no, I had no real life experience in dating. I mean, I was, I was in my early 20s, for goodness sake. Like, what experience was I supposed to have in dating? None. But I think a lot of us sit and we wonder, like, how is this fair? What does it matter how fair it is? At the end of the day, you get to make your life choices and other people get to make theirs. And, and, And you might be one of those people that you you were married for a really long time and then you got divorced you had thought that you'd found your happily ever after you had thought you were done with the singles game and now you find yourself back 
You know, I was talking to a friend the other night that is about to get divorced. And, and it's interesting because there's a couple different games that you're almost playing in your head at that point. Is like, number one, that I thought I was done with this mentality and having to deal with getting divorced and having to deal with, oh goodness, now I have to go back out there? I have to go back out there and date? The sooner you understand and realize that, as our parents told us years ago, life just isn't fair. But that's okay. See, if we see that as a problem, then it's a problem. But if we see that not as a problem, it's not a problem. One of the thoughts, the things that you'll hear me say often on this program is the only reason I was unhappy for so many years being single is because I thought that was how it should be. I thought that unless I was married, I couldn't be happy. And now I am happy. Why, why do we put so much pressure on ourselves to have this perfect life? Who cares? I, I just had a funny thought that it's, it's hilarious because, well, back where I went to school up at uh, Brigham Young University in Utah, it's, you know, a lot of people in my culture and my faith, you know, go there and they get married super young. And so it's like you're at the grocery store and one aisle, you walk, you go down and you see this couple that is like newlyweds and they're just doing way too much in a grocery store, to be honest. And, uh, you know, and they're all lovey-dovey and all happy and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, I want to be married. I want that. I, I want to have that, please. Why don't I have that? And we make ourselves super frustrated and, and we beat ourselves up because we don't have that yet. Well, then you go to the next aisle and you see this couple that's been like, they're, you know, they were newlyweds like four years ago and now they've got two little kids hanging on them. They got snot all over them. They've got... <laughs> You know, like, and they're just miserable. Like, you can just tell they are so miserable. <laughs> well, why don't we ever think of that stuff? Like, we make up all these stories in our head that marriage is going to be fantastic and amazing and incredible. And yes, it will be. But two desperate people going into a marriage together will not be. If you don't believe me, try it. Go, go, go marry someone that's also desperate and see what happens. Doesn't work. We, we spend all of our single years wanting to be married. And then for some people, once they do get married, they spend, they spend a lot of time wanting to be single again. That doesn't make any sense. 
like, oh, we want this life partner forever. And then there's some people that have their life partner forever that feel like locked into a relationship that they're like, oh my goodness, I want out of this. And just as a side note, if you are in a terrible relationship, especially one that's abusive emotionally, like sexually or anything like that, and you're listening to this for whatever reason, get out. I, I know some people will say that's easier said than done, and it probably is. But just get out. You know, and even if you're you know, listening to this and you're in any type of relationship, even that you're not married to, that's terrible and that you just know is wrong, save yourself the time and get out. When you are staying in a relationship to meet some BS, on unexpected expectation, so you're feeling that void in your life, it's... I, I liken it to, it's like you plant this, you make this really great hole to plant a seed, but you can't find any seeds that you want to plant for any trees that you want. And so instead you just put this plastic, you put this plastic tree or plastic plant into that hole. Sometimes that's about what relationships are good for. If it's not what you want, get out. I think so often our thinking just goes out of control. Our thinking is going all over the place. It's like, well, if I get out, then there's nothing better. I promise you there's better. You know, Rumi says, what you're looking for is looking for you. But if you're temporarily filling that hole with a plastic plant, so you can pretend you're like, hey guys, look, I, I got a boyfriend or I got a girlfriend. Like, I mean, people do that stuff. They're like, guys, look, 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 I, I, I'm not single. Like, it's a bad thing. And I was talking to a friend and oh, I think it was, I can't remember exactly who said this. It might have been John, by the way. It might have been someone else. So... This, but this isn't my thing. But he basically shared all the different levels. It's like, well, it's best to be happily married. Totally. Hands down. And But right under that is happily single. And then under that is unhappily married. There's something like that. And when I, when I come into these conversations, I really just give space. Or whatever comes through me. So if it ever seems sporadic, like right now, I have zero notes in front of me. I just have my microphone. My little friend. And imagine that I'm talking to you guys. Because I am. And just speaking whatever the inner voice just kind of tells me that you, you guys need to hear. I try to say sort of on track, so... But not really, because it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter where we start out. It's almost like we, we think that we want this super perfect version of a life. There is a reason that all Disney movies ends, end at the words happily ever after. Because nobody wants to see that, and it's not real life. And I've been writing a book right now. I'm about, I'm, I'm pretty close to done, at least with the first draft. Like, I'm probably... 
I don't know, I'm like 100 and, 114,000 words in, so I'm, I'm getting pretty close. But I, I tried, you know, just having the characters just be all happy and super happy for each other and be like, yay, you're going after your stuff and I'm going after my goals and we're awesome. <laughs> Do you know how boring that is? But it's not, and it's not boring because it looks boring. It's boring because that's not how the world works. We all have our expectations. We all fight for what we want in our story. And sometimes that's going to have conflicts. And you're going to have to work it out because that's part of life. And if you want a life with no conflict, there's, there's only, I think I first heard this from Tony Robbins, and I don't know who he took it from, but he basically said, like, the only people in the entire world that don't have problems are in cemeteries. And I don't think you want to trade places with them. And going back a little bit to my story, if my life had turned out the way I had wanted, I would probably be in a mediocre marriage with the girl I was engaged to when I was 23. And that's no disrespect on her if she hears this. Like, we weren't a good fit. She would say it too. And, like, I would because it just wasn't there. I mean, like, I don't know how, I don't know how uh, vulnerable I want to be at these things, but... Like, I, I'll just put it this way. We didn't have that great of chemistry, like, at all. And, and I've learned, like, this, this was one of the first experiences that I had in my life. Like, she was actually my first kiss because I just wanted to wait until I, I thought I knew the person. And, like, it was interesting because, like, there was no chemistry in that. And that might have been just on my part, like, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm scratching my head here, wondering how, wondering how deep I should go. But I think it really illustrates a point because I don't want to badmouth anybody, and like, and I'm sure there's been people that, you know, I've I've kissed that there's been like no chemistry with, etc. Like that's a sign. If you don't have any chemistry when you kiss, I think I think it says it best in Hitch, but I I think not just the girl knows it a lot in the first kiss, but I think the guy does too. That's just me saying that. But then again, you know, we have these, we have the going back to expectations. And my face is probably getting super red as I'm talking about some of this stuff because I, the last thing I ever want to do is put out anybody's, uh, you know, like share anything personal about anyone that would, would ever hurt them. But, but I think it illustrates a point because. There was an, the, the girl I kissed after that, like there was chemistry like out of this world and it, like it was incredible. I think that's how it should be. I, I think we sometimes ignore the red flags and even the yellow flags because we're like, no, 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 I don't want to do this again. I just want to make this work. I don't, I don't, like, I mean, and especially with, you know, on a more, like, sensitive subject, especially with the women listening to this, I realize there's only a certain age that you can have children to. 
And I, and I have no idea what's that, what that's like, and I'm not even going to pretend to. But pressuring yourself to be in a relationship just so you can have a child a lot of times doesn't work out very well. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm 36 and I, don't, and I don't have any children of my own. That's all I can relate it to. And, and sometimes I, I do long for that, but with the right girl. Like, I love spending time with my nieces and nephews. And, you know, and I love them like crazy, but I do. Like, eventually I want, but with the right girl. So I can't even begin to imagine some of the women in here that feel like their clock is ticking. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Sometimes life just isn't fair. And, and I don't mean that to sound harsh. I say that in the most loving and kind way I possibly can. But I truly believe that Heavenly Father makes up for all of our losses. Makes up for all of our the things that we go through that we long for. And there's a beautiful song. And if you haven't seen the movie Joseph of Egypt, or it's, I think it's just called Joseph, King of Dreams. If you haven't seen that, I highly recommend it. There's, a, there's an incredible song in there that basically says you know, Joseph's in prison and he's having a really hard time. And he was in prison for like 13 years. That wasn't fair. That wasn't right. He did everything right. I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly, but I mean, I think of the scriptures, he's a little bit self-righteous. But I kind of know that from experience because that was probably me when I was younger until I realized how the world works and that life doesn't work as you want it to. And yeah, you do. You get a little bit frustrated. But in this song, it basically says, you know better than I. You can take that to the bank. Heavenly Father knows better than you do. So no matter what you're struggling with, no matter what unrealized expectation that you're having in your life, where life hasn't gone according to plan, he's just got a way better script for you. If, if my life had gone how I'd planned, I mentioned I'd be probably in a mediocre marriage and I'd probably have kids, but and, and we probably would have made it work because that's just who I am. And especially, you know, having not gone through, if I hadn't gone through all the experiences I've been through in my life since, you know, I probably would be that way. But I would have missed out on some of the most awesome experiences in my life. You know, I love, I love to do acting. I love to, and I've, and I've been in a, a, it's an outdoor theater production called the Hillcomora Pageant, which is based off, it's, a, it's the largest outdoor theater production ever. And it's based off what's called the Book of Mormon. And, and I love it back there. And I've had seven times to go back there. Well, if my life hadn't wor had worked out the way I'd wanted, then that, that wouldn't have happened. And I wouldn't have had the ability to impact other people's lives, and they wouldn't, wouldn't have had the ability to impact my life. 
And, you know, since the girl I mentioned before that I was engaged to, I've met some fascinating girls that strike me. That really, really strike me. And, you know, and created amazing, incredible connections with them that make what I had with the girl I was engaged to nothing. Like, just obliterate anything I thought I had with her. So how did I get engaged to a girl that I wasn't, well, I, that I wasn't even into? I had no idea. I hadn't really like tested the waters that much. I hadn't dated much. Like, I just wanted to get on with my life. I wanted to get on with my path. I wanted to get onto that race. But the end of that race is only six feet under. So it's not a, it's not a destination any of us are rushing to. What if I told you that your life has worked out mostly to plan, just not your plan? <laughs> because Heavenly Father has a much better plan in store for you. He does. Your life and your expectations I mean, it's almost likening, you know, the, the engaged story and saying, that was my level of expectation. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I didn't have anything to compare it to. So, okay, cool. If this is it, all right. Not, not really tons of chemistry, a little bit, a little bit of a connection, fun to talk to. Okay, I'll settle for that. Yeah. And it wasn't until we... You know, I, we'd already gotten engaged and everything that I had a very, very distinct experience where I was, I, Heavenly Father basically told me like, hey, this is not, this is not for you. Don't do this. And it was, it was absolute. I believe if you're going down the wrong road in your life, and especially if you're thinking it's the right road, you will get a stop sign. But my expectation was that. Well, Heavenly Father had this other expectation. And you can't see my hands, but I'm kind of doing that thing where you make, <laughs> you make like a, a, your hand really low for the first one and then like super high for the second one. My expectations were just, hey, I'll take anything. I'm just happy to move on with my life and, you know, fulfill the plan that I have in this life. And Heavenly Father's like, no, 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 no. I've got something so much better in store for you. And truth be told, he had something so much better in store for that girl. So much better. I mean, last I checked, this, it's been years, but, you know, she was married and she had a, a kid or so. And she looked happy. That's all I cared about. So... When we're holding people into a relationship just to fulfill our expectations, we're actually hurting them too. I, I, I promise you, like, when you have a person that you really connect with, you will know. You just know. And, and everybody's different. I'm not saying that you have to go by what I say. Like, honestly, what I want you guys to do when you listen to me, is listen to what is said in the silence. That is where you guys are being taught. 
And it might have almost nothing to do with what I'm saying, but I absolutely believe that there is a, a, a spirit that teaches us, that the spirit teaches us. You know, the Heavenly Father teaches us through the spirit. You know, and if you're not religious at all, you can kind of use it in terms of the universe teaches you through that really, really good, peaceful feeling. He's got something so much better in store for you than you could possibly begin to imagine. But you just got to trust him. And maybe that's getting out of a relationship you're in that is not right for you. And maybe that's taking a shot at one that you're like, hey, there's something about this that feels really good. It's funny when our inner voice gets really quiet. We're able to hear. And when our inner voice isn't quiet, like when all that crazy noise is up in my head, is like, even as I'm talking now, you're like, no, 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 no. I, I could never get rid of what I have. I, I know it's not even close to good. I, I know I didn't even like it. I know we don't even connect, but I have something. And Joseph, you don't understand. Like, I've never had anything. So this is better than nothing. No, it's not. It's not all, all that the, the thought the thinking and stuff that's running through your head like i was saying that's just music that lets the crazy leprechaun thinking come out and dance and play and run amok kind of like on hocus pocus amok 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 <laughs> I, I had to do that i love that movie what it does it runs amok but when we settle, the music stops playing of our crazy thinking, and the leprechauns stop dancing, and you're able to hear, whether that be the voice of God, whether that be the voice of the universe, it's up to you. <laughs> I was. I, I picture it a scene from, I think it's a Vegas vacation where there's the dam and there's like all these leaks and they're trying to like fill it up with little like pieces of gum or something. And uh, I mean, that doesn't work. But that's what we try to do to meet our unexpected realizations. Like, no, no, no. I, I, I mean, especially with the holidays beginning to come up, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's. I don't want to go home alone. I'll take anything. Reminds me of some of those movies. I'm like, I mean, all, you know, which movies I'm referring to, where they actually hire somebody to be there or just settle for anything to take home with them to their parents, so they don't have to go home alone. I, I promise you, being alone is not a bad thing. And you're gonna miss this. There is going to come a day that you miss being alone. I, I can't promise you because that's not for me to promise. But I can tell you that generally life works out. And it works out so much better than you could anticipate. I, I know people that have waited to get married till in their 40s. And you know what? 
They found the perfect person for them. And they're super happy. I mean, at least as far as I can tell from the outside. We don't even know. And some people that put on the biggest fronts are some of the most unhappy. Some of the people that blast all of their family pictures and, you know, pictures of them and their spouse traveling the world are some of the most unhappy people you've ever met. But they're trying to save face. They're trying to make themselves feel good because it's like, no, 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 I can't admit that my life, that my marriage is bad. I can't do that. Why not? It's a lot better to accept it and fix it and work on it or get out. And, and some people aren't going to like that last thing I said, but honestly, if Heavenly Father or the universe or the spirit or the inner voice is telling you to get out of a marriage, get out. You will know. I promise you. You will feel a peace about it. That you can't begin to imagine. There's a beautiful song that's called Glorious Unfolding by Stephen Curtis Chapman. If you've never heard the song, I highly recommend it. And if you want, to, if you want extra credit, I, I highly encourage the music video too. That is a beautiful song that, like, I, I'm not saying that I have it figured out by any stretch of the imagination. I really aren't. I'm not. So don't, please, don't under, don't, don't get that idea. I don't. I have plenty of my own challenges as well. And sometimes you'll hear about them. I lost my train of thought there. Oh. I've, you know, I've had so many challenges in my life, so many unfulfilled expectations that looking back have turned into massive blessings. There's a great quote, and I, I don't remember who said it, but it might have been Tony Robbins. He might have got it from someone else. I don't know. But it, it, was, it wasn't originally mine is what I'm trying to say. And it says, God's delays are not God's denials. And whether you believe in a next life or not, I truly believe that Heavenly Father will make up for all of your pain, all of your suffering, whether it be in this life or the next. I mean, you talk about un unfulfilled expectations. There was actually a, I think I got this from one of Dale Carnegie's books, but he basically said that people that win the lottery and people that become crippled or paralyzed or one of those, within about two weeks, they're about the same level of happiness that they were before. 
But all those things that you think are going to change your life are not going to change your life. There's only one single person in this entire conversation that can change your life. It's not me. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a conduit or whatever you want to call it, an instrument that just kind of leads you on this exploration. That's what this is. This is an exploration of being single and dating and, you know, and sometimes we'll even probably talk about marriage stuff. Not that I have that much expertise in that area, but I just let myself go wherever I feel. What if you did that? What if you stopped trying to hold so hard onto the reins that you're white-knuckling it? And let go. You're going to get where you're going to get when you're going to get there. I realize that's like super, super poetic. But it's like my Splash Mountain analogy that I use with you guys. You get on the ride at Splash Mountain, you know it takes roughly 10 minutes. You can't make it go any faster. You can say, no, Joseph, I'm going to sprint up that super incline. I'm going to run through that thing. I can almost promise you it'll take longer. Last I checked, you can't really sprint up a 45-degree angle. Maybe you can, but I don't know, I probably can't. Here I am telling you what you can and can't do, but... But we try sometimes. We, we're like, no, this boat's not going fast enough. My tiny log is not moving. And we bang on the side of the logs trying to get it to go faster and it doesn't do anything. And then we, you know, and we might get frustrated and hop out of the water and, or hop into the water. We might get out, beat up the animatronics and have to wait for another, another log to come. I promise you, if you just stay on the tiny log, your life is going to work out. And the less thinking that you have, the less crazy leprechaun thinking you have about where you're supposed to be at some fictitious point in your life. Well, and coming full circle now, just to kind of, to kind of wrap this up. Hey, my friend thought he had it made. I mean, dude, that guy was married for probably a good 20 years or so. He had all of his kids. They were all doing well. Him and his wife looked amazing. Um, you know, she, they, they both had good careers. Everything was hunky-dory. Well, until it wasn't. None of us get out of this life unscathed. It's part of life. And the more you understand that that's not a problem, that that's just the way it is, and you stop trying to fight it, and start going after what you want, understanding that, yeah, there's going to be some obstacles on the way. Who cares? If it were possible for you to see just one thing through this podcast today, it would be that your life's not going to work out the way you wanted it to, and you, and you should be really grateful for it. Think of all the prayers that you've ever said that were unanswered, whether verbally or non-verbally, that worked out for the best. I can't even begin to tell you how many I've had. It's been countless. When you let your thinking settle, it's like a murky puddle 
or a, mer a tiny murky pond or something. There's nothing you can do to make the murkiness go away except settle. You can thrash around in that water all you want, trying to find anything, you know, and, and it's not going to help. Only thing to do sometimes is be still. I love the scripture, be still and know that I am God. If there's something to do, do it. And if there's something to do, you'll know it. Don't let what you think your life has to be stop you from living your life today. All of your expectations, all of your realizations, all of your wildest dreams may come true. But they're going to do a lot better without you thinking so hard about it, of where you're supposed to be on somebody else's fictitious scale. Michael Neal, one of my mentors, said in a call yesterday to me, or to a group of us, that said, hey, if you ever say the words, um, somebody said this, or this is really good advice, or I heard this from, dismiss everything that comes after that. Experts do not know what's best for you. Only you do. I'm not trying to be an expert in these conversations. I'm just exploring with you. I'm your guide. Call me your splinter, your Gandalf, your... Whatever. And if you're too young for those references, I'm sorry. <laughs> You'll just have to learn them. And you're just on one heck of a journey. One heck of an adventure. Live the adventure. Enjoy the adventure. And if you've benefited from this... Like the coolest thing about podcasts is you can share them with people and they won't be offended. It's like, hey, there's this really cool podcast where this guy just explores the nature of being single. Cool. Check it out. Share it with people. And if what I've said's really struck you and you'd be interested in sitting down and actually working with, with me one-on-one -on -one virtually, I, I do everything over Zoom, virtual stuff, because I've, got cl I've had clients across the world, then feel free to reach out to me on josephanderson.co, not .com, but josephanderson.co, and uh, we can sit down and we can have a discussion. And that could lead to something, and it could not. It doesn't matter. The more we understand that life just... If we just... As, as Michael told me the other day, he said... If we just show up to life and then we respond to what shows up, we're going to do pretty well. So thanks again for tuning in, guys. Once again, my name is Joseph Anderson. You can find me, find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. I actually do daily videos similar to this called The Morning Rith, where I just kind of share what I see in the world. And I thank you so much, especially if you've made it to this point of listening to me talk for 40 minutes. And uh, I really appreciate it. Feel free to reach out to me on my website if you have any questions or if there's anything specifically that you feel would be good to address. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful and amazing day. And go live your adventure. Bye.